Welcome one and all to Love God and Your Neighbor and Happy Independence Day. I am Laura Hutchinson, pastor of First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama, and I'm recording this on the 4th of July, so you will probably hear the occasional boom and pop as our fellow Anistonians set off fireworks around me. My dog is a wreck, by the way, but... I know that they're having loads of fun, so I don't begrudge them. (laughs) So as we give him a sedative, let's all say a little prayer for Murphy, that he makes it through this holiday weekend with his wits intact. In the meantime, I give thanks to God for allowing me to be a minister in the United States of America, where I am free to minister the way God calls me, without having to answer to government ideals of who or how I am supposed to worship. So for that alone, I say God bless America. We are also a nation in flux once again, with many people angry at the way that things are here in this country. But again, let us give thanks that our Constitution allows us the right to disagree with our leaders, to protest when we are upset, and to demand change when laws and systems are unjust. Let us give thanks for our founders, that they were given the wisdom to write a constitution that withstands the test of time and promises us the right to be free, even as we continue to debate what that freedom should look like. So happy birthday, America. I am grateful that I call you home. Now let me welcome today's liturgist, my mom, Carol Hutchinson. Thanks for being here with us and for filling in in a pinch. I would also like to welcome Jason Wright. He is a teacher of fine art at Piedmont High School and associate director of worship arts at First United Methodist Church in Anniston. He dropped in unexpectedly and just decided to join us in a hymn sing as we invited him. So Jason, I'm grateful for our friendship and I'm especially thankful that you agreed to share your voice with us today. I have a couple of little announcements before we get started. First, I want to invite you to join us next Saturday on July 11th at 12 p.m. Central Time as First Christian Church and Praise Temple Ministry lead the community in prayers for a hurting nation. The prayer gathering is at Zen Park, and we will also be live streaming it on our Facebook page, First Christian Church of Anniston, Alabama. We encourage you to watch from home if you can, as we do not want to spread the coronavirus. We are um, in high alert here in Calhoun County, and so we need to be extra special, specially uh, careful. So as we do our best to acknowledge and to address the feelings of hurt and pain in our community, we also want to make sure that everyone's lives are protected. So please stay healthy and watch us on Facebook. But if you do want to come and be with us in person, we beg you to wear a mask and stay at least six feet away from other people. And during this time, we have invited other ministers in the area, both black and white, to join us as we pray for peace and justice for all people, especially focusing on the racial tensions that are so raw in our country right now. We will pray for our law enforcement officers, not only for their protection, but also for their wisdom in the field, that they will seek God's guidance for every action that they make and every word they speak. We will pray for our leaders. We will pray for our citizens. We will pray for many other things. So again, please join us on July 11th, 12 p.m. at Zen Park and on our Facebook page, First Christian Church in Anniston, Alabama. The other announcement 
is a reminder to share of your tithes and offerings. If you are a member of another worshiping community besides First Christian, please remember to keep giving to them, even if you are not worshiping with them in person. They need your continued support. And if you are a member of First Christian Church, or if we are your main worshiping community in person or online, I ask you to prayerfully consider blessing us with a gift. God calls us to give back to God with a heart filled with gratitude and faithfulness. So if you feel so moved, please consider giving to God through us. You can either go to our webpage, www.fccanniston.org, www.fccanniston.org, Scroll down to the bottom of the page and click the Donate Now button. PayPal is the only functioning donation option for the time being. Otherwise, you can donate by sending a check to First Christian Church, 1327 Layton Avenue, Anniston, Alabama, 36207. And now, I invite you to gather your elements for communion, bread or crackers, juice or wine, and to light a candle. Let us welcome in the light of Christ as we come to the Lord with adoration and love. Please pause this recording while you go and get what you need. All of our hymns can be found in your Friday Reminders email. If you don't currently get that email, contact us on your website and ask us to add you to our list. And so now let us sing our first two hymns of the service, God Bless America, and then Come Christians Join to Sing.
comes from Matthew chapter 11 verses 25 through 30. At that time Jesus said, I thank you Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes Father, for such was your gracious will. All things all things have been handed over to me by my Father and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. I cannot count the number of times that I have said this year, Jesus, please come back now. Please come to us and cast out the evils of this world. I mean, when I see people walking around during a pandemic and refusing to wear a mask, which is for the other people's protection, not the wearers, by the way, I asked Jesus to come back. And when I saw what happened to George Floyd, I asked Jesus to come back. And when I saw peaceful protests turn ugly at the hands of people who seek chaos and not justice, I ask for Jesus to come back. 
And when I see political leaders worry more about their own pride, popularity, and well-being than that of the people they represent, I say, Jesus, please come back. And when I hear people with pale skin refuse to acknowledge that racism exists in our country, I say, Jesus, please come back. And when I see people in my own community going hungry and living without shelter, and when I hear people say their property values are more important than the needs of fellow human beings, I say, Jesus, please come back. It feels like too much, and I'm overwhelmed by the burden of my own conscience. I cannot possibly make a difference with any of it. And then Jesus says to me, Come to me, you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I keep asking Jesus to come to us, and at the same time, here, Jesus says, Come to me. This feels significant to me. Does it to you? As I stand here in the midst of all of these conflicting emotions, and not all of them are mine, and I ask Jesus to come, Jesus calls me to him. Come to me if you're tired and carrying the weight of the world. Come to me. And he calls you too. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened. The other day, a friend of mine sent me a text with a news article about things happening around the nation, and she said, it's all so overwhelming. I just want to close my door and close my eyes and wait for it all to go away. And I wish that I'd thought then to tell her that Jesus says, come to me. When our newly appointed anti-racism team in um, Alabama, Northwest Florida region of the Christian Church, when we met on Zoom last month for the first time, we were together for two hours and accomplished very little. Some people didn't say much at all and others couldn't stop talking. And I dare you to guess which group I was in. And in the end, we were all just stumped by how we might address the issues of racism that are making everyone feel so raw and vulnerable. Come to me, says Jesus. Tara France, a member of our church, sent out a prayer request last week because her grandmother was declining quickly and the family didn't know what to do. Then the doctors gave them an impossible choice and they felt lost. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy burdened. In March, my daughter Larissa and her new husband Griffin were in a car accident that was declared the other vehicle's fault. They're young and had never had to deal with any of the kinds of details that follow an accident before. Thankfully, they were physically okay, but their car was not. So when the insurance company dragged its feet, and then the pandemic hit, and three months later, they were still driving around in plas with plastic on the window and parts falling out of their engine, they were at their wit's end and feeling pretty hopeless. And Jesus said, come to me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Well, there have been many times when I have felt too tired to continue on, certainly too tired to help anyone else. And I felt overwhelmed at the idea of Jesus asking me to do anything for him or myself, no matter how small the task. How can I help anyone? 
I have no defense against a virus. How can I make the world safer for my mixed race niece and nephew? I'm only one person and people are so rigid and unyielding in their beliefs. How can I spread the gospel when I can't be there in person to look into people's eyes and show them God's love as I speak the good news? How can I help all the people suffering in my community, my region, my country, my world? I am too small and insignificant, and no one listens to me anyway. Jesus, come and fix this. And Jesus says, I do want you to help me, but don't worry. We're going to do it together. And when we work together, you and me, the work will seem easy and your burden will feel light. He says, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For those of you who don't know, a yoke is a wooden cross piece that is fastened over the necks of two animals and attached to the plow or cart that they are to pull. It fits around the necks of two animals so that they can share the burden of the work, cutting their efforts in half. Jesus is not saying that once we are Christians, we will not be required to serve the kingdom of God. He's saying that our service will feel easy because Jesus will help bear the burden. Spiritually speaking, it's the difference between doing something that you want and doing something God wants. When we're doing something all by ourselves, it can feel like we're pulling a stalled car uphill with its brakes engaged. But when we turn to Jesus and ask for his guidance, we end up doing something that God calls us to do in Jesus' name. And so at this point, we could still be trying to move a car, but this time we're pushing a car with its engine running in neutral, and Jesus is pushing the car with us downhill. Jesus invites everyone who feels burdened by worldly demands, expectations, and obligations to come to him, and we will find rest for our weary souls. The truth is, answering Jesus' call to come to him is the greatest relief you can find in life. Because trying to live life without him is so very hard. Can you live in this world without Jesus? Of course, people do it all the time, and some of them seem to do it really well. But life always feels simpler, gentler, smoother, and less tiring when we let Jesus share the load. With Jesus by our side, we are living within the grace of God, which means we have a taste of heaven right now. With Jesus by our side, he will help us navigate through treacherous terrain and guide us to the simplest path. And with Jesus by our side, guiding us and sharing the load, we can accomplish things that, honestly, should never have been accomplished in the first place. The other night we watched Hamilton on Disney Plus and it was an amazing reminder of our nation's history. Not only were the production and performances pure genius, it was also a cool thing to watch the day before Independence Day. After we watched it, we all started Googling George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, and all the other major players in the founding of this country. 
you know, just to go over the details again. And the thing that we were reminded of was the sheer impossibility of the task the American patriots set out to accomplish. They were undoubtedly outmanned and outgunned by the, by the British Army. There is no way we should have won. But there are accounts of General Washington's faithfulness, of his turning to God for guidance and help. And to me, that is the only explanation. History shows that throughout his time as a leader in the army and civilian government, Washington encouraged the declaration of days of prayer and fasting as a means of seeking divine assistance in perilous situations. During the revelation, he ensured that there were chaplains of various denominations to meet the spiritual needs of his soldiers. He also encouraged them to stop swearing and gambling, his soldiers, not the chaplains, because he told them it was unseemly to ask God's favor on their efforts if they were constantly insulting him by their behavior. Now, conversations about the just versus unjust behavior of the U.S. government in the decades and centuries following the American Revolution aside, the argument can be made that at that time, George Washington was able to achieve the impossible because he turned to Jesus for guidance throughout the war against what was considered a tyrant king. Come to me, Jesus says. Well, remember Tara's grandmother who was failing? Her doctors gave the family two very difficult choices to make. Let her go or let the doctors do a procedure that would have destroyed the grandmother's quality of life. So they prayed. They asked us to pray, and we did. And when her great uncle, who was a minister, came and laid hands on her and prayed for her, they witnessed a miracle. She's going to be discharged and sent to rehab tomorrow, by the way. Three days ago, the doctors had told the family to give up hope. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our anti-racism team asked Jesus to guide us in our leadership and to help us know what our next step should be. A few days after our meeting, the answer seemed to come to us, and we began working on creating a video for our region. It'll be personal and loving, and we hope it will help people start talking more openly about racism. And so far, with Jesus' help, the process has been both moving and uplifting to all who are involved. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. And Larissa and Griffin finally got to a point with their car where they had nowhere else to turn but God. And as soon as they prayed, as soon as they asked for prayers, they got the help that they needed. A couple of weeks later, their new and improved car was back in their driveway and the repairs didn't cost them a penny, which was their biggest fear of all. Come to me, says Jesus, and he will show us the way. I'm going to end with a somewhat edited quote just to make it easier to understand from the heart of Christ by the 18th century minister, Thomas Goodwin. He said, Christ was now in heaven and had before promised to come again and fetch us all to heaven. And in the meantime, mark a mutual echoing and answering of hearts and of desires between Jesus in heaven and believing sinners from below. Earth calls upon heaven, 
and heaven calls upon earth as the prophet speaks. The bride from earth says to Christ, come to me, and the spirit in the saints' hearts below says, come to Jesus also. And Christ cries out as loud from heaven, come and answer to this desire in them, so that heaven and earth ring again of it. Let those that are thirsty come to me, and let those that will come, come, and take of the waters of life freely, says Revelation twenty-two seventeen. The people on earth call Christ to come to earth, to judgment, and Christ calls sinners to come to heaven unto him for mercy. The people cannot desire Christ's coming nearly as much as he desires their coming to him. And as much as we yearn for Jesus to come back to earth to be with us, Jesus is calling us even more urgently, come to me. Let us answer Christ's call in this life and in the next. Let us go to Jesus in every moment of our lives. And in doing so, let us find a release of our burdens and rest for our souls, no matter how troubling the world around us may be. Amen. Amen. Listener, sing along to this next song. Come to me, O weary traveler. Yes, in me. 
As Jesus anxiously calls us to come to him, Jesus is also coming to us in the form of the Holy Spirit. It is through the Holy Spirit of God sent to us by Christ Jesus that we share our burdens of life, and in sharing them, those burdens get easier. It is in the Holy Spirit that we hear Jesus' voice guiding us, leading us, and encouraging us in all things. And as Thomas Goodwin said, the Holy Spirit also follows us to the sacrament, and in that glass shows us Christ's face smiling on us, and through his face, his heart. And so, giving us a vision of Jesus, we go away rejoicing that we saw our Savior that day. Jesus invites us to come to the table today. See Christ's face smiling on you, and as you look upon his face, see his heart, filled to overflowing with love. Christ calls all of us to the table, brown, black, and white, poor and middle class and rich, straight and LGBTQ, male and female, documented and undocumented, all of you come to the table today. Soak in the vision of Jesus and rejoice that you saw your Savior. On the night when the Lord was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and said, This is my body broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, blessed it, and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. As often as you drink it, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Loving God, we come to you now with hearts open to you. We come to you now and lay our burdens before you. We come to you now and rejoice in your grace. We come to you now and ask you to walk through life with us always. And as we come, meet us at this table as we celebrate you in all your glory. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. And now let us sing in celebration for what Christ has done. Let us sing together, Come, you faithful people, come. Oh, that's sweet, the bounteous hand, stand a 
Join me in the Litany of Remembrance, which you can find in the About This Episode section of the podcast. By partaking in this meal, we remember that Christ was born. Christ Christ died. died. Christ was raised. Christ Christ will will come come again. again. This is the mystery of our faith. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. As you leave this time of worship, remember that you do not have to walk alone. When you feel yourself becoming weighed down by life's stresses, listen for Jesus saying to you, Come to me. When we come to Jesus, we find rest for our weary souls. So take his yoke upon you and learn from him. For he is gentle and humble in heart. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. As we go, let us think about this and sing together softly and tenderly. Oh,